to the Wednesday night tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. I'm your host, Joe Sarnzi, and boy, do we have an exciting show for you as the NFL trade deadline is coming and gone, and boy, was there a feeding frenzy at the deadline, and got a lot to dive into with that, plus review the games, and then get into the games this week. But before I can do that, I must bring on my tag team partner for this evening. You listen to him right here on the Wednesday night tailgate for all the F-bombs he is about to drop. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mike fucking Ruick. What the fuck is going on, Sarge? We have a very special guest. Her name is Finley. She's making her podcast debut. I'm yes. Par- I'm single parenting it right now while my wife gets home from work. Oh, my. oh this is going to be awesome. Didn't want to start the show out too late, so I'm on my headphones right now, and she is nodding out. You want to say hi? You want to say anything? Say hi. Drop drop F bombs like your dad. Say hi. Hi, Finley. Oh, there we go. All right. Pass the fire back in. There you go. There you go. Go to sleep. All right. Let's get this show on the fucking road. Let's get on the road. And uh, um I think we have a new tag team partner, Rook. I think so. Because he has joined us now. I want to say this is like four weeks in a row. So I love it. We would like to welcome, I guess, the third member to the Triple Threat now. He is from the I'm a Tell It Like It Is podcast. Please welcome Jai, everybody. What's up, Jai? What up, is Jai? good, boys? Good to be on. Not the fourth week in a row. I took a pass uh, the Wednesday, October the 12th, because it was my sister's uh, 17th birthday. But yes, it's like oh. the third time in like the last three or five weeks or so that I am joining you guys on this uh, Wednesday evening. Yeah, we appreciate it, it, man. Love it. You got it. Well, I'm I'm annoyed because my Bengals are, you know, they're not worth the shit this season. So, <laughs> so uh, any opportunity I have to cut, to scream and yell to the heavens uh, about this pathetic football team, I am not going to. Uh, I'm not going to shy away from it. All right. Well, we're we're not going to get to the Bengals, right? You know, you have to. Pump the brakes a little, Jai. We got some other business yes. to attend to first. There, there, there are some better football teams to discuss than my disgusting Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. So let's get into what was the most hectic NFL trade deadline I have ever seen in my life. I don't remember a trade deadline where so many deals were made. It reminded me of like like a baseball deadline. You know, usually NFL, you might get one deal. We got like six to eight. It was insane. So let's start off. The Bears traded Roquan Smith to the Ravens for linebacker A.J. Klein and a 2023 second and a fifth. Roy, do you like this move for the Ravens? I mean, it, it really does kind of signify that they are all in. They are absolutely all in. They're, they're ready to go. They're, they made another smart, smart play. To to try to bolster up the defense has been kind of lackluster in the past couple of weeks here. Let it let it go. Let's go. Young player, talented. You know, he is on that contract extension. Maybe he's looking for a little bit of money, but let's see. I like it. What about you? How do you like how do you like it for the Ravens, Jai? 
Um, I like the pick, the rate or the pick, the uh, trade, the Ravens. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Ravens need a linebacker help in the worst way. Uh, Patrick Queen, who's a very good, very good linebacker at times. He, you know, he he's not as big, he's not as strong and powerful of a linebacker that to the level that Roquan Smith is. Uh, and with the Ravens, you know, who have many injuries on the defensive and the offensive side of the ball and offense, you know, it's a very – and it's been the makeup of, of pretty much a lot of – all of these Ravens teams, at least for as long as I've been alive, it's been a ground-and-pound game on the offensive side of the football and it's elite-level defense on the opposite side. Uh, and what the Ravens, basically what their game plan is, making sure that their defense is so stout, so good at getting after the uh, is getting after the quarterback like they did Jacoby Brissett uh, prior to the uh, Bucks game. They got after Brady a little bit last Thursday, throwing, stopping the run, and uh, and have decent, not necessarily great, but solid, uh, you know, uh, pass defense with Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters in the secondary, and then just, you know, try to run teams out of the building. I like the move myself personally. I'm pretty sure the Ravens would be interested in uh, getting Ro- and making sure Roquan Smith stays there long term if his tenure in the purple and black uh, turns out, uh, you know, works out to perfection. But the thing, but like, you know, like like uh, Ruick said, you know, the Ravens are more focused on on making sure that they're that they're playing, you know, that they're getting a Super Bowl out of it. They are all in chips and middle of the table. They'll worry about February as far as February past the Super Bowl, March, April, May, and June, when the opportunity, when the opportunity present, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, you know, that old phrase will cross that bridge. When we get there, that that's, that's what the Ravens are going. That's the Ravens and EDC's philosophy right now. Uh, so they're all in and want to try to, if they can old school, hard-nosed defense and ground and pan their way to another Super Bowl, throw in a couple of nice throws with Lamar Jackson. Hopefully, you know, for their sake, Mark Andrews' shoulder is all right, and they'll go from there. Yeah. I I like the move for the Ravens. Like you said, you're teaming him and Patrick Queen up, a very exciting young duo at the linebacker position, and if they lock those guys both up, they are set – at the linebacker position for many years to come. So great move for the Ravens. Um, next, I'll start with you, Jai. You know, you know, Rob, what, also, you know what also go goes ahead. down to, too? What are they going to do with Lamar? You got to resign him. Because if you think about they, it. They can franchise tag him or they can give him an extension. Because if you think about it, like, it, it, it's going to be hard because Rokon's going to want one. I'm going to want one going to be a little difficult it's going to be interesting for them but yeah. let's move on to the next trade yes as i put my daughter down Hang on. yes next up jai yeah. broncos trading bradley chubb to the dolphins for running back chase edmund and uh the san francisco 49ers 23 first rounder and a 24 fourth and before we get to just into this the dolphins made the trade with the 49ers and got three first round picks for the Trey Lance deal. And they've turned those three picks into deals for Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. Now that's 
I, that's I a hell that's, of a job. Yeah, that's some A plus general management, is it not, Jai? It's A plus general management, and give the Dolphins all the credit in the world uh, for utilizing those picks properly and being smart with them, and 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 talent evaluation and everything else. I think this pick uh, greatly helps the Miami Dolphins, helps their defense, which was not great though, all things being considered, against the mm-hmm. Lions last week. Uh, it helped or on Sunday, I should say. Uh, it helps their defense tremendously. It certainly, I think, puts them and Baltimore neck and neck as far as you, as far as who the third best team is in the AFC. That's that's you know that has that wild card that that wild card Super Bowl contender uh, within the AFC. Them and Baltimore, although they beat Baltimore head to head, it puts you know it, it basically you know they went out and got Roquan Smith and the uh, and the Dolphins went out and got Bradley Chubb. So it puts them in a conversation with Baltimore of that who's that third best team uh, in the AFC is. Does it make them a Super Bowl contender per se? That that I would say no. Not anything dissing Bradley Chubb, but I mean, you you do you would you take Tua over over uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and even Lamar Jackson to a certain degree? I don't. I, Josh Allen, Mahomes, certainly not. Lamar Jackson, I'm not. I'm not too sure. So, albeit he's had one hell of a season and a tremendous season this year, you know, do you trust him to go? You know, seventy, seventy-five. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. So, but it does make the Miami Dolphins a lot better, and it does make them a wild card team for the sake of conversation. Let's say they make the postseason. It certainly makes them that sleeper team of force to be reckoned with uh, as a potential wild card team that could find their way in the AFC Championship game if everything goes according to plan. Yeah. What do you What do you yeah. think, Roik? I they're definitely all in. They're pushing. This is a This is a move to shore up the defense. To you know, get get in, you know, Jeff Wilson, a little bit of depth, a little bit of, you know, some extra weapons, you know, because we always say, we always say this every year, man, that team was one or two pieces away from, from really doing something. And, you know, in the playoffs, especially where it's like clarity, where every flaw is just on display. They, they made the move. They're pushing all in. Is Tua going to, you know, light it up in the playoffs? <clears throat> we'll, we'll see. I mean, with Jalen Waddle, with Tyreek Hill, with all those picks that were traded, basically, essentially, for Laramie Tunsil. It's kind of, kind of brilliant. We, it came out of left field and, you know, came through my Twitter. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. That, that's fucking so true. But you know what? Good for them. And let's see how this shapes out. Because if they did this in the NFC, I would say absolutely their playoff team can make a, can make a deep run. Problem is they're in the AFC. And the AFC is fucking loaded. Yeah. I, I want to say getting Bradley Chubb, because they have Jalen Phillips. He was really the only pass rusher they had. It shows like how important – like to me, that's the only way that you can affect – Allen and Mahomes. You're not going to be able to cover with cover corners, be able to stop th- them throwing the ball like that. You need to rush the passer. And doing that, the Dolphins have definitely 
made a statement saying, hey, we think we are good enough with Tua as is to make a deep run. Do I think they beat the Bills or the Chiefs? I, I still think they are a notch below, but they've definitely closed the gap. And I wouldn't I wouldn't even give them the credit of a notch. I'd put them as tier one, tier two. Tier one being the Chiefs and the Bills, tier two being the Dolphins. Yeah, so it's a notch below, right? Eh, no, no, no. A notch is like, oh, they're slightly less. No, All there's right. still big glaring differences between those two teams. And then you got the Dolphins. Like, you know for sure, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, going to be superstars. Tua, a lot of fucking questions. Yeah. I'll say this. The Dolphins can score with those two teams, though. Oh, yeah. With Waddle no, no and, and Hill. And now you got Gusecki starting to get involved a little bit. And like you said, Jeff Wilson was a nice addition because he's coming from the same system. So he's going to slide right, right in. It's not going to take him weeks to learn the system. He was running that same system last year and slide right in with, with most So I think, and didn't they, didn't they get rid of, no, they, got rid of they get rid of, they got rid of chase Edmonds, who was chase Edmonds traded to, to the, the Broncos, Broncos as yeah. part of the job deal. So, right. I didn't even know that. Like that was fucking fascinating. And there's one other trade that is fascinating to me that I hope we hit on. I'm sure we will. Let's get, okay. let's get to the next one. Next is, uh, the Steelers trade Chase Claypool to the Bears. That's for, not. Uh, I know that's not it, but that's that was next for twenty three second. I want to go with you, Roick. Um, the Bears finally got your boy a little help, huh? How do you how do you feel about that? He's gonna be. He's gonna make me. He's gonna make me the best fucking guy. You know, smartest guy in the room. He's fucking Justin Fields is gonna be MVP, baby. You watch. Turn around. He's gonna put up fucking numbers now. Yeah, numbers because of Chase Claypool. Absolutely, that's my guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you like this deal, uh, Jai? Uh, it gives Justin Fields somebody to throw to, somebody that can be his security blanket. With what, the, you know, what he didn't do it for you. With the <laughs> no, no, he didn't. No, <laughs> uh, it gives it provides Justin Fields a security blanket, somebody he can throw to. Um, that's basically all it is. It's not a big time NFL landscape altering trade. And Pittsburgh got rid of somebody who their fans have been kicking and screaming to get rid of for years. And Mike Tomlin and the and the and the players in the Pittsburgh locker room is probably tired of his shit. You know, uh, a, a talented wide receiver that doesn't produce a whole lot of uh that 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 doesn't produce to as much as as his talent would uh would would lead would lead you on to believe and uh, you know he's we saw it in the right we saw it with the whether it's whether it was the tiktoks two years ago with pittsburgh and him clowning uh cleveland when cleveland came in there and punched him in the face in the playoff game two years ago or, or even in a game even in the viking game last year the viking thursday night game you know pittsburgh's trying to haul ass get down the field and get a position to spike the football i forget whether they were down the field or touching wherever it was the game was yeah. in question and Pittsburgh's trying to put together a last uh, stitched effort at trying to uh, at trying to uh, tie or win the game, and and Claypool is out there pointing the first down, acting all goofy and, and divish and shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, the clock's tick tick ticking away, and Pittsburgh has no timeouts. 
So yeah, exactly. Pittsburgh, it was an addition by subtraction for Pittsburgh, and the and the Bears got Justin Fields, somebody to throw the ball to. It's all there is to it. Nothing more. Nothing I also else. think Steelers for a guy they didn't want got a lot in return. A sec- second round pick is nothing to sneeze that's at it. for a guy that need. which they'll need. Yes. Just you know, I think that's a a good good move by both. I guess it works out for both teams. I just think Bears probably overpaid a little bit. But next is um the Lions trading TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings for a 23 second and a 24 third. The Lions also well, the Vikings also are getting a 23 fourth and a 24 fourth from the Lions. Um I'll go to you first, Jai. Do you like this move for the Vikings? Um, I do like the move from a standpoint for the Minnesota Vikings. The the where I do have a question with is uh, is with Detroit. You know, I thought Hawkinson was supposed to be a guy that you're you know an offensive weapon that you're trying to necessarily build around, but it's like. I don't understand the the logic of trading TJ Hodkinson to a division rival, no less, when you're a team that's, you know, in the midst of a rebuild. I don't understand the Lions half the time. It's like I don't like you. (laughs) It's like, do you expect your fans to, like, go through the same shit over and over and over and over and over again? Like, at what point in time do the owners (laughs) – Either do the owners, and they may not be as pathetic and as scandalous and as terrible human beings as the Snyder family is, but at what point do they look themselves in the mirror and say, do we really give a fuck about what's going on uh, (laughs) with our football team? Are we just using this team just to make profit, subject America to our shitty football play every 1230, every Thanksgiving, and we'll just make our money off of of selling uh, Mustangs and Ford F-150 trucks? I mean, and I should know, my father owns one of them. Uh, (laughs) It's it's, it's just like, like you're trading. Like, what are you getting out of? Trading and unloading TJ Hawkinson. Very, very, very peculiar move on their point. To a division rival, no less. If you're going to get rid of them, all right, whatever. But I mean, to give them, to, to help the Minnesota Vikings out, if I'm a Lion fan, that's tough to stomach. I got to be honest. And and then and then tell and then tell you know the uh, the 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 mediocre at best quarterback Jared Goff go out there and win and score me some points. I mean, really, <laughs> it's bad enough their defense stinks. Uh, worst defense in the league by far. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you think, Roick? I just think I, I don't know who is responsible for this, whether it be, you know, Sheila Hemp or, 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 or fucking Brad Holmes. I don't know. Who is that? Fault? Who trades in division? Like, number one. Number two, why are you giving up this guy? Like, you have him on a rookie deal, granted. I know that he's going to be wanting more money. But you just gave him to the, the the cream of the crop of your division. I know that Irv Smith went down and he's out probably indefinitely, right? Yeah, interesting ten, fact ten about weeks. interesting fact about the Minnesota Vikings: Justin Jefferson hasn't had a touchdown since week one, and still putting up numbers. Wow. Yeah, it's just astounding. You trade that guy who is very good, extremely good. T.J. Hawkinson, 
Dude, the Minnesota Vikings? I don't know. They're just lost. I think I, I like I think I gotta agree with Josh because all they're gonna do is sell out, you know, Thanksgiving, have Big Sean fucking play another halftime concert that's televised <laughs> at twelve thirty, and who gives a shit? Like literally get killed by Buffalo and yeah. we'll be asleep by two thirty. It's just all yeah. it's doing. It's just I've, after I've eaten all my turkey, right? So, wait, you you just, eat you wait. Hold on, you eat Thanksgiving dinner at twelve thirty in the afternoon. I I eat. Oh, hey, Jai, I eat multiple times during Thanksgiving. Oh, it, it, there we go. It, it's not just a one time. I I'm eating twelve thirty, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock. Like you know, Thanksgiving is all day, and it, you know what? Thanksgiving oh. is all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's the. And people already want to put up their fucking Christmas trees, Jai. I don't no, understand. No, no, no. They no, want to no, skip. No, no, it's no, like no, they no. want to skip Thanksgiving. Listen, it's the greatest holiday Ed, ever. Listen to me. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Listen to me about this, all right? This is what drives my, my, my wife knows me better than anybody that I've ever met in my life. I come home. This is a week ago. I come home and I'm like, you'll never fucking guess what is going on. She goes. The Christmas tree stands are up. I go, the Christmas tree stands are fucking up. It's not even Halloween. Wow. What are we doing? Uh, it's just, I, I, I don't get it. It's man. my favorite it, holiday. It bothers it's me. It gets, it gets, it, it, it gets, it is the most underrated. I, I, to Marcus Bonds, I, I agree. I, I, and I understand Evan's not big on Halloween because of the notion, well, if to- turkey's so great, then how come we don't eat it all the other days out of the year? Well, let me ask Evan a question, okay? Do, do you eat? I mean, well, if he was here, let me ask him a question, okay? It, uh, let, let me, uh, apple, no, better yet. Um, at least within the black community, sweet potato pie. Oh, it's a that. it's a Thanksgiving staple amongst 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 us black people. Okay, when we go to our uh, uh, family functions and our cookouts, you don't see sweet potato pie served in a cookout in the middle of in the middle of June. You you we you go to a Juneteenth, you go Fourth of July, a Father's Day function, a Mother's Day fun Easter. You're you're not gonna more more times than not you're not gonna see sweet potato pie uh, served on 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 the on dessert menu on the dessert platter. Does that mean no. that it's a bad dessert? No, it means it's a time and a season. Okay, people uh, people love b- making Christmas cookies and gingerbread men and eating gingerbread all that other sort of stuff. Does the fact that they don't eat it on August twelfth means that gingerbread or 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 sugar cookies, Christmas cookies, are bad and disgusting to eat? No, there are specific <laughs> food that's meant for a that's meant for a certain season within the calendar year. Yeah, you know, it, I, it, you, it's just I, it, it is the most under, underrated, unappreciated, frequently most frequent shadow on holiday and all of the holidays, and I ain't gonna stand oh, it for is. it. I, 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 I'm not going to stand for the slander for Thanksgiving. Give and you know Thanksgiving his month to do. Evan hates Thanksgiving because he has to spend it with his family, like his his parents, well, his in-laws, father. right? No, he spends it with his oh. in-laws. He likes his in-laws. He has okay. to sometimes spend it with his mom and his dad, his mom specifically. And he just, I think that that's where it's like it, it kind of flips for him, where he's just like he's like I can't do this because it's the holiday. It's the holidays. You're forced to be with your family now. 
I I like my family, but I like my family because we sit down and watch football. Yeah. We we sit down and watch football. Thanksgiving is great because the my my wife, my my mother, my mother-in-law, they all come over. We sit at the 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 thanks the the table, flip through the the coupon book for Black Friday deals and everything else. We we make a whole day out of it. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite cuz it's just you fucking eat like a pig. Yeah, and you it. don't have to worry about gifts. <laughs> and, and, and who to get who and how to nope. it's just, it's, no no decoration none of that stupid nonsense no it's nope. just you sit your caucus down you eat you watch football <laughs> you go to sleep that's it yeah and yeah. it's like for whatever the reason in this materialistic greedy ass society of ours it's just not good enough we we we, we, we just gotta just go out there and just buy shit do shit decorate <laughs> shit well yeah <laughs> think, listen think to fest- it's it's it, i can't stand it Black, it, 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 it's Black so Friday starts like the it's the, so the day before Thanksgiving now. Like the Black Friday started in, in in June. It's ridiculous. I remember when Black well, Friday Black Friday deals. It's fucking it's yes. June. Like I remember Black Friday was on you got up Friday at like three o'clock in the morning to go to you know shopping. Now it's the, the day before Thanksgiving you could start shopping and before yep. shopping Thanksgiving Day. Like it's Jesus. Can we enjoy Thanksgiving? I said, my wife is like, can you bring the Halloween decorations down and bring up the Christmas box today? I said, fuck no. 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 Fuck no. No. Christmas my box wife, ain't getting my, up here. My wife knows because she has a whole, she has three bins in the attic right now of Christmas stuff. She loves Christmas. And, I, and granted, I love Christmas too. But there is a rule in my house. We are not putting up anything Christmas until Black Friday or the weekend of after Thanksgiving. That's it. We're not doing this. God we're not being you. those fucking. Yep. Fa- we're not being that family. Because I'm telling you right now, in the next two weeks, she'll be asking me, "Can we just put up the Christmas stuff?" No, absolutely not. Fuck no. I put good my foot you. down. I good told for her, you. Good for good no. for both. Good for both of you. No, no Christmas shit up until after after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, not a chance. I can no. live. I can, Black Friday. I, Black Friday. The more the morning of Black Friday, I have no problem. The Saturday after Thanksgiving, the Sunday after, I have no problem. Like, like even this year, like sometimes Thanksgiving falls like like one of the last three days of November. This year, it's a little early. It's the twenty. It's the twenty fourth. You want to put it up on the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth? I have absolutely zero issues. If it goes up the twenty, if it goes up the tw- November twenty fourth or prior, I got a beef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please, November first, people Beedow's, trying to put stuff up. It's sickening. Wife just, it's sickening. Beedow's wife just just dragged the, the tree into the house. Yeah. today. Already, already with the fucking Mariah Carey <laughs> shit. I, I Come on, that song is so overrated. It's oh, um, yeah. oh, the worst. It is by far the worst. I All can't right. stand it. Now we've gotten off track. We, we, we went. We went. The, <laughs> thanks, Lions, for getting yes. us off track. Beedow says he wants to throw up. Oh, jeez. Anyway. I don't um, blame you, Beedow. Maybe this is the trade that you wanted to talk about, uh, Ruben. Yeah. It is the Falcons trading Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars nope. for a 23 conditional fifth and a 24 conditional second. Well, even though you don't want to talk about it, go ahead. What do you think of this move from the Jaguars' perspective? I think it's smart. Why not? The guy wasn't going to sign there anyway. He wasn't. It was. He was not going to fulfill his contract in, in in Atlanta. So get ahead of it. Get picks. He's sitting this year anyway. He's not going to harm you. So fuck it. You know that Mariota's not the the long term answer. So 
fuck it. Let him go. You know, smart. I would have, I did not have Calvin Ridley traded at the trade deadline while he suspended for gambling <laughs> on my bingo card. Not a chance. To a team that he bet on, I think, to win, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Eight, one of the bets he yeah, and I think like the Jaguars to to win, I think or it might have been the lose was one of them, and he ends up getting traded to a team that he that he bet against, which is just unbelievable. Insane. Insane. unbelievable. But you like hey, this move right? for the Jags, uh, Jai? Uh, yeah. I mean, what the hell? It gives Trevor Lawrence, who's been awful this season, somebody else to throw to for next year. Doesn't do the struggling Jaguars much service uh, th- for this year, but. Listen, it's it you know it is what it is. I ain't my money. I ain't paying them, and they're not my football team to root for. So I mean, what the hell? Whatever, whatever. <laughs> well, makes say, the guy, whatever makes them sleep at night. The guy is, uh, I would say, a very good receiver <coughs> when he's on the field of play, right? And you're giving up basically a fifth and then a second for a guy that could be your number one receiver and grow with Lawrence and. How I mean, how good does Travis Etienne look right now? I mean, the guy looks like an absolute stud. So you know, it makes just got to fix his fumbling. Cold. He's got got to keep yeah. the ball. He's got to keep the ball in his arms. And they'll bring in they'll the bring ground. in Tiki Barber to fix to help him out. But all right, um, the last trade we're going to talk about. Hopefully, this is the one you want to talk about, Roy. It's uh, the Colts trade Naheem Hines to the Bills for Zach Moss and a conditional fifth. Absolute highway robbery by the Bills, and the rich just get richer, Jai. I mean, can the Bills have any why, more weapons for Josh Allen? What, well, why is Chris Pollock, Pollock, Pollard, whatever his name is, why is he still employed? You know, <laughs> you, you can't blame this on Carson Wentz. You can't blame it on Phil Rivers. I mean, you can't blame it on Matt Ryan. I mean, at what point in time does does Chris Ballard? That's his name. I call him Pollock yes. for whatever the reason. When does Chris ba- When does Chris Ballard's feet get held to the fire and he takes some responsibility for putting together this horse garbage roster? I mean, at what at, at, at what point in time? At what point in time does he not get a pass? And does Ursay instead of instead of look, trying to find the next uh, Peyton Manning, does he does he look himself in the mirror and and and, and tell Chris and tell Ballard to kick to uh, hit the bricks? That's enough. Uh, Paul, Ballard needs to go, and uh, Frank Reich needs to go because Ooh. because the performance on field performance from this team and how this roster is constructed has just been terrible and instead of them you know swallowing their pride and like trying to go through a rebuild after Andrew Luck for for revenge for for the Colts not taking care of him and and in return they didn't take Andrew Luck didn't take care of uh, the Colts by announcing the second to last week of the preseason that he was going to say goodnight they just needed to swallow their pride and just blow it up. And just, just, just blow whatever town you – what do you say? Sell, ev- sell everything. Everything sell must everything. go. Sell everything. They need to get rid of the GM, get rid of the, get rid of the head coach, tell Matt Ryan goodbye, and just roll with Sa- Sam Ellinger, Henninger, whatever his name, and just, <laughs> and just blow it up, just start from scratch. Get rid of Jonathan Taylor, everybody. Everything wow. must go. Every asset that you have, you got to sell. Michael Pitt. I mean, they need to st- they need they need to start over because I mean, th- even the fucking window that they can close now, which is fascinating. 
No, it's just like every everything's got to go. Like even if you are good enough to win the AFC South and and to be a playoff team, do you honestly think in your heart of hearts that that roster and whatever has been washed up quarterback you can get on the discount is 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 top tier enough to get you to a Super Bowl? To go through Kansas City, to go through uh, Buffalo, to go through Baltimore, to get you through the Chargers whenever they have their head on straight with Herbert uh, and last year's version of Cincinnati Bengals because the sure as shit ain't this year's version. I mean, at what point in time do you look yourself in the mirror and just say, you know what, we got to swallow our pride and just start from scratch? Because because what they're doing is using Band-Aids to try to heal gunshot wounds. They gotta go. Ooh. They gotta go under the knife Ooh. and just go through and swallow their pride and just go through with the, with the, with the full on surgery because the way that they've gone about things the last few years has not worked. Absolutely. Um, what do you? So, what do you think about the Bills getting Richard Ruick? I just find it hysterical that like there was a literal running back for running back trade. That's the fascinating part about this. You traded the King Hines. For Zach Moss, what? What am I missing here? <laughs> why? Why do that? Why? Why do that? I don't know. Unless they think, I mean, <laughs> that, that's the most fascinating part about this is that you traded a running back for a running back. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You got John. You got Jonathan Taylor, and then exactly. and Deion Jackson has shown that he is more than capable. So I don't know what Zach Moss is on a rookie contract. What are you doing? It's not even like you're taking on a bad contract to to even satisfy anything to satisfy the Bills or anybody. He's on a rookie contract. He was like a third, fourth round pick. This contract can't be that much. It's like, I don't know. What are you doing? Like I said highway ro- the highway robbery of uh, Zach yeah, Moss fucking... and a fifth round pick. I just. I mean, Unbelievable. with this move, are have the the Bills solidified themselves as the team to beat in the AFC? Yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. think? You think so too, Jai? Yeah, they they were the team to beat in the AFC before this trade. This trade does nothing but just strengthen that 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 viewpoint. Yeah, Buffalo Bills. I, I screamed and yelled when everybody was riding the Buffalo Bills bandwagon, and it looks like that they're going to make me look like a complete uh, jackass on myself because it looks like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl. And the only way that the Buffalo Bills don't is if they beat themselves like yeah. like the way they almost did against Green Bay on Sunday when Josh Allen inexplicably is throwing stupid-ass interceptions yeah. and, the, and the defense couldn't couldn't stop the run if the fate of the universe depended on it. So, yeah. but, the, but it looks like Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I just find it funny that, like, like I, all of a sudden, I think that they were just like at this point, like we know that they're not gonna fucking beat us. Let's just let's just try some new shit. I, I mean, think, yeah. Josh Allen was launching that ball. Yeah. <laughs> let's see how far I could throw it. I think that's all that was was they they knew the game was never in doubt. So like, hey, let's just do try some stuff, you know. And I mean, throughout the game, Packers, all the Packers wide receivers were like gone. Yeah. So. <laughs> Real quick to wrap up the trade deadline, I want to get your winners and then losers. I have two winners. To me, the Dolphins and the 49ers are winners. The Dolphins greatly improved their roster with the Bradley Chubb deal. And the 49ers, I know it wasn't at the deadline. It was a week and a half ago. But 
boy, does that Christian McCaffrey deal look amazing after this past week when he runs for a touchdown, catches a touchdown, and throws for a touchdown after one full week of practice. I can, I can only admit, like to me, it's the Eagles, and then the 49ers are now the second best team in the NFC. So, oh yeah, who do you got as winner? Oh, uh, yeah. Your winners for the trade deadline, uh, Roick. I got the same. Honestly, like there's, there's nothing really like they. A lot of teams did maintenance trades, just get a guy to add depth. There wasn't anything besides the Christian McCaffrey and kind of Roquan Smith and Bradley Chubb. Those are like the only ones that were like okay, like they're pushing. Like the Eagles trading for fucking whatever, even forget Robert his name Quinn. now. Robert, Robert Quinn. Quinn is is like it's it's like okay, that's just depth. That's just depth. There's nothing like, you know, wow, they're really going for it. And the Bears aren't going for it. They're just doing it for the future. The, obviously, the Jags are going for the future. There's nothing else really there that are like all these playoff teams that are like ready, just need that extra just push forward. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jai? You got a, you got a winner for the trade deadline? Uh, I would, my winners would be, you know, the same, the Dolphins and the 49ers. 49ers added CMC, who is a all-pro dynamic talent. And the uh, and the Miami Dolphins, they <laughs> got better on defense with uh with Bradley with Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. Yes, what a fucking trade that was. And, so, and the excellent execution of the picks that they've traded in exchange for over the last few seasons. Yeah. Great, yeah, great job. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. and then my loser is the Green Bay Packers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the NFC that is so bad, that. and you can still make a run to get to a playoff spot. How do you not – I mean, when you sign Aaron Rodgers to that deal, how do you not go out and get this guy a fucking wide receiver? Well, that, well that's the thing. Don't, that, that's don't the understand. Thing. Because, because, they fact, because of the fact that they brought Aaron Rodgers back, they basically fucked themselves out of being able to have any cap space to re- realistically get any, you know, uh, get anybody else with them. It basically was, uh, let's bring Aaron Rodgers back just for relevance and ratings, and that's it. That's why, that's why, albeit they offered Devontae Adams some money, that's one re- probably one of the reasons why, why, why Devontae Adams is no longer there. And the, they had, they're in cap hell, and what were they going to do? Get into a bidding war with the with the with the uh, Chicago Bears for a wide rec- for the for a, for a wide receiver in that garbage wide receiver room in Pittsburgh for you know a, to get a wide receiver that the fan that the fans been kicking and screaming to get rid of. So the 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 the, the Green Bay Packers have been have been screwed essentially since Rodgers decided to come back. They needed to. Blow it up and need to set tell Rogers goodbye and just needed to move and just needed to move on and they didn't they decided to think hey let's draft let's basically draft the entire defensive team from the Georgia Bulldogs uh, national championship <laughs> team and see if they could piece it together with uh, Randall Cobb who's <laughs> past his prime uh, you know Alan Lazard who was the third wheel to MVS and Devontae Adams and try to put lipstick on a pig and say let's go out there and compete in the NFC and me yeah. being stupid enough thinking that because Aaron Rodgers on the team and he's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins thought that they would just get by with a solid defense and a better quarterback <laughs> and the Vikings are running away with the NFC North. Yep. I just don't understand. Like, you how 
how didn't you get Kadarius Tony? That didn't cost the Chiefs hardly anything. How don't you go get a Brandon Cooks that the that I'm sure the Texans would have given you and paid a bunch of his salary for a draft pick? Like like I sort of said how you because I'm sure that people I'm sure that people are kind of like I don't want to fuck him. You know they're kind of like hey, fuck Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if team. If, I mean, if I'm the Houston Texans, am I holding on to Brandon Cooks because I think we're going to be good, or do I want draft picks? And, and if well, the, you're holding on to Brandon Cooks to piss him off, one one of the yeah, but I should say like what good what good if I'm the Houston <laughs> Texans, what good does it to me to just I want to hold on to Cooks to piss off Aaron Rodgers instead of getting a draft pick to help my team next year because I. Hey, everybody I, has their uh, price. If you don't need it, I just don't. Know. I don't. You know, I don't. The Packers, to me, the biggest losers at the trade deadline. Um, now let's sure. get into the Week Eight games. And uh, oh Lord, well let's let, let's start off with uh, with you, Sarge. Okay, go ahead. Rose. Your Jets, your Jets. And <laughs> how's your Jets? Doing? Why and why and can we? And were you one of those Jet fans that was kicking and bitching and screaming about about the about that rough in the passer call on Franklin Myers? Please tell me you weren't one of those because I, I I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you right now. <laughs> I am so sick of of the woe is me victim attitude with the Jets fans when they play the Patriots. Okay, Mac Jones stinks. Mac yes, Jones he does. stinks. He the does. Patriots have no offensive playmakers. They have none. They got they got dog walked by the Chicago Bears in their previous game. Okay, and we can quibble and we can argue and we can dissect to a blue in the face about was that truly roughing the passer and what is roughing. We can we can talk about the rule itself, the roughing the passer penalty rule within the rule book till we're blue in the face for fifty consecutive years in a row on, on, until until we turn into stone. Okay, the bottom line is that when the quarterback has the ball released from his hand for a good two three seconds, and and the defensive player that's two times his size comes behind him and either hits him or violently shoves him in the back, that's going to be called roughing the passer. It's uh, I can understand <laughs> if it was one of those ticky tack plays like with uh, Grady Jarrett and Brady or Chris Jones on uh, Derek Carr that Monday night, but it wasn't that case. Mac Jones has ball released from his hand, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, two and a half, three Mississippis, and he gets violently shoved in the back. And this is the same idiot that had that hit, had a blindside hit on Joe Burrow in week three on that that bailed the Bengals out of a third and long. They're about to punt the football back to the Jets. And, he, and what happened? He did the same dumbass thing. Blindside hits Joe Burrow. It bails the Bengals out. They end up scoring a touchdown, I believe, on that same drive. And the rest of that game was history. It's yeah. just the it's just the lack of discipline and stupid penalties. And that's what separates the good football teams from the bad football teams. The good and disciplined, <laughs> fundamentally sound football teams, regardless whether or not they like the rule, like it, lump it, I don't care. They know the rule exists, and they do not give the referees a reason to blow the whistle and throw the flag. The the the, the smart, heavily savvy, uh, high football IQ football player doesn't hit Matt Jones. They, they let the play go. They ease up on him, and they and they and they and they, and they let it play out. Him hitting Matt Jones had absolutely nothing to do with him trying to either sack Matt Jones or get after the football. What that was was him giving him a piece of restitution because. 
because he and the Jets were all bent out of shape from that ticky tacky unnecessary roughness hit that CJ Mosley got called on when he when he put it when he launched the shoulder into the upper body of Mac Jones. That was that that is what that was about. Him yeah. sending his own getting his having him having his own personal vendetta against Mac Jones for being the beneficiary of that bad call. And he felt like he wanted to play judge, jury, and executioner. So thus he shoved them violently in the back, took a touchdown off the board. Just would have been up. Just would have been up. I believe 17, 17 to three, 17 to three heading into the half. Instead, They will instead six. they went into the half uh, up ten six yes. uh, with with the Patriots getting the ball to start the second half a stupid stupid ass nine penalty the Jets have nobody to blame but them but themselves and Zach Wilson's horseshit play throwing interceptions all over the place yes. I don't want to hear about the referees it, it, it's enough play better it's about damn time the Jets shut up and they want to sit there and puff their chests out we're back we're this we're that and the other well gosh damn it beat the New England Patriots it, it yes. is enough. <laughs> Here's Russ. Is Zach Wilson? Well, the I, didn't guy? Get, I didn't. Well, I didn't get to answer Jai's the question. <laughs> you know, um, I'll say this: the play was a game-changing play. One, two, it was very borderline. Did I not like the call? No, but I can understand them making the call because I've watched enough football this year to know that ninety-nine times out of a hundred. They're going to call that roughing the passer. The difference between the Jets and the Patriots is the mental fortitude. We have the Jets have a much better roster Mm -hmm. than the New England Patriots, and you saw it on the field on Sunday, especially especially on the defensive side. We sacked Mac Jones six times. Like you said, the Patriots have no playmakers. The defense played well, but then because we instead of going into that seventeen three and ten six, and it's ten six. We let the Patriots back into the game, and then because of that, we couldn't play New York Jets football, which is run first and then have Zach Wilson make one or two plays to you know to win the game. Instead, like you said, the Patriots then drive down the field to start the half. They go up 13-10. Then we do have a drive. Greg Zerline misses the field goal. It's instead of tying it up, then the Patriots score again. And then Zach Wilson starts throwing terrible interception after terrible interception because now we have to throw the football and abandon the game plan. Um, And that is the difference between the Jets and the Patriots. And that's why, as a Jets fan, it was a very heartbreaking loss because I know we're better than the Patriots. I can honestly sit here and say our team is better than the Patriots. Joe Douglas has done a phenomenal job building the roster. But when something – like you said – it, it's borderline, but why even touch him? Because it had no effect on the throw that was going to get intercepted, whether he pushed him or not. So exactly, um, just leave him alone. Yes. Why? Why are you giving the referees a reason to stick yes. in those? And that, that's what and I mean. That's that, the, and that's the part that yes. bothers me because you know, you know that <laughs> ref ball has plagued this season. You know the rough and the pastor rule needs 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 severe overhaul. Why give? Why give that opportunity? Why? Why? Why put yourself in that situation? You know what yes. it is? It's an it's an alcohol it's an it's a it's a it's a uh, recovering alcoholic uh, hanging out at a bar at ten o'clock at night instead of going instead of going to bed 
and yes. going 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 to the house and going to bed. Like if yeah. you know the if you know if you how do you know what I do at ten o'clock? If you know a problem or an or a controversial issue exists, why put your why put yourself in that situation? Why yeah. leave yourself to the why leave yourself in the um why why I forget the words are skipping right now, but why leave yourself up to the to put your that's the phrase why put yourself at the mercy of the officials doing something stupid yep. like that yeah why i it, i know and then it, like i said the jets it took them like two quarters to finally like recover from it where the patriots had the mental fortitude to take advantage and that and that was the difference in the game um now go ahead now Here's you're gonna say about zach wilson right here's go the ahead. problem zach wilson is going to be like carson wentz Play hero ball. As soon as he gets down, start forcing throws, making dumb fucking plays. There was times where he, a a pass that Devin McCourty could have stood there and it looked like they were playing catch. You had, what's that kid, Smith's name? Running running at the sticks. Get the first down. No, we got to try to force it down the field to, to, uh, what's his name? Garrett Wilson. Yep. Why? 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 Take the first down and move the ball. Take what the defense gives you. It's just he's looking downfield. He's looking to play hero ball. That's going to kill you. And that's that's exactly what I saw from him a long time ago. He plays hero ball. And that is not a, a recipe for success in the NFL. No. I'll say... The run, the running backwards and scrambling, and then trying to make a play that that needs to stop. Like, yeah. I, like I mean, man, the, yeah. the pass rush comes towards him, and his first instinct instead of, is to break the pocket and scramble to his left, scramble to his right. His first instinct is to literally drop back twenty yards deep into the pocket, yes. and then <laughs> and then just fling it downfield to a to a Patriot defender, you know, a la Devin McCourty, who has enough time to read the Sunday Times, have a cup of coffee, and have a nice uh, bratwurst with uh, with uh, mustard. Hold the hot, hold the hot peppers. And, and yes. then enough time will pass for him to have a, a layup interception. I mean, it's just it's just dumb, stupid football. Yes. And if Here's the thing with, 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 with those quarterbacks, though, that, that pisses me off. They're coming towards you. This is the thing that I, I, when, I was playing, when I was playing football, and granted it was only at the high school level, I, I used to fucking kill my quarterbacks, my, my quarterback, because we had multiple of them. They went down to injury every week because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> They're coming towards you. Here's the thing. Look at what they're doing. Find a hole and step up into the pocket. Yes. And then move. Let them go by you. Why are you, why are you letting them chase you backwards? Well, step the other up. thing is, obviously, he can scramble some. Why not scramble forward and run for a first down, Zach Wilson, right. instead of running backwards and then, like you Correct. said, throwing. How about... How about it was so bad. He did a throw that I guess he was trying to throw away and didn't even throw it out of bounds. Like what? Nope. And that was intercepted. That? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> threw it. And like you said, Devin McCord just parked under the ball. Stand. I, <clears throat> I was like, "What? Are you, you're throwing this out of bounds? What are you doing?" It. And it's maddening because when he when he hits the top of his drop and he actually steps into a ball, he throws a very good ball, and he he made some yeah. very very good throws like. You know, twenty yard ends, some some very nice throws. That when he's at the top, but 
when he does that scrambling back and throws off his back foot, the ball's all over the place. Like that, that needs to stop, man. And you're it's, like, I'm not even asking this crazy. guy to be fucking Tua. I'm not asking him to be Joe Burrow, who you know is a is a great quarterback. Because I know the comparisons were originally for like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes for this kid. I'm not even asking him to be Tua Tagovailoa. I'm asking you to be Ryan Tannehill. That's all I need you to do, and not make stupid and not make the dumb interceptions. Yes, and maybe next year you can grow into a guy that we can put more on your plate and eventually become Wentworth. you know a better you know, a better get, yes. get weapons. Well, no, we have enough weapons. I don't. The weapons isn't the problem. It's it's him right now. Um, some of your weapons want out. Well, Elijah Moore wants out, and <laughs> you know, I mean, do I, I don't blame him. I mean, I you know, we're winning, but it's like at the same time, Zach Wilson threw the ball forty-one times and he didn't get one target. That's I think that's absurd. Elijah yeah, Moore is that, too good to not get that, zero to get zero targets. So, um, right, I'm not ready to give up on Zach Wilson. Right, it's too. He's only he's halfway through his second year. Plus, he missed a bunch of training camp. And the first three weeks of the season with the with the injury, right? But if this goes on into next season, then if he's got to go into next game. Fuck next season. I mean, well, I mean, we're playing the Bills. Point, at what point? I mean, I get that, but at what point does it like, yo, Zach? You know, we've come this far. You're not going to ruin this for us because we'll, if this is going into December, yes. I'll give you till December. Well, believe me, Zach Wilson's not getting benched. That, that's just not. No, I'm not, not saying it long term. I mean, like, at what point do you like see the way, the the nice wave that you're going on, and then make a decision to basically like save your season? Because yeah. let's face it, it's it, it would be it would be a waste for the Jets to start out this good and then have them crash and burn and finish at like five and twelve. Oh, it'd be so well, the Jets. Oh, though. they're not good. They're not losing it every would game. So no, be the Jets though. It would so be no. the Jets though. Bruick, our defense is too good and we have too much talent to be those jets that don't win another game the rest this of the season. This story just writes itself. It would so be but the anyway, jets. It though. would be the jets, but that's not Oh, that's it would not, so fucking great. It's not going to happen. Like I said, the, the if both New York teams end up like that. Team, oh my god. The team is too good. And like I said, as long as you see what happens when Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over, we win football games. When he turns the ball over, we lose. Yeah. And that's that's the difference. Yeah. Um but man, I am I am sick and tired of this franchise swinging and missing at the fucking quarterback <laughs> position. It is unbelievable. We have not, and this isn't even really a hit. Chad Pennington is the last guy we hit on, and he got injured. He blew his shoulder out three times. You know, so we only had him for like three seasons. Well, you couldn't make the argument for Sanchez. He's, what? Because we made it to two AFC championship games, and then the guy was a bust. Yeah, but that's still two more times okay. than Chad Pennington. Sure, but he's still like he's he's to me he's still a swing and a miss because after two years that was he was done. Same. Well, it was after the puff fumble. Yeah. That was Helen Clemens, oh, Geno man. Smith, uh, Christian Hackenberg. For, I'm telling you, Gino, bust after Gino bust would fucking, after Gino would have done fucking wonders for that franchise if he didn't get popped in the mouth by AK Impanala with Empanadas. Yeah. I K Impanali, I think, but it's just yeah, Empanali. I'm just uh, like, can we I, like how do, how do you swing and miss that many times? We we draft quarterbacks in the top like three rounds. Like I feel like it's every two years, and and we always miss. Like it's unbelievable how often we miss. Like you think you just get lucky once, and and 
some guy develops into something. No, never. Never. Look at the Browns. Look yeah, the Browns. the Browns, too. It's Browns are going on, what, 30 years? No quarterback? Even the Lions hit once with Stafford. Come on. <laughs> like, you know. That's true. Like, that's what I'm saying is you, you can't at least, like, one. I'm not even talking about it. I don't need a Pro Bowl level quarterback. I'm just talking about a guy that's, like, decent enough to, to run, run an offense. Manageable. You know. You want in, you basically want Andy Dalton in his prime. I could care. Yeah, I I would be happy with Andy Dalton in his prime. You won. You won't win. You won't win any oh. playoff games. I get and, that, but you, you know what? Win, it's, you won't it's win better, in prime time either. It's better than what I've been dealing with. What would you? So. What would you rather have had? Let's be honest. Andy Dalton or Carson Palmer? As a Jets That's fan, a yeah, Palmer. Like in their prime. Palmer was better. I think they were going to the AFC Championship game that one season until. Until two thousand five. Well, no, it was uh, when um, yeah, when they got beat by the fucking Steelers. No, it was it, they only got beat because what was it? Uh, the lineman he got the knocked lineman, out of the game. Well, the lineman he? rolled on him and he tore his ACL. Right, Jai? I was two yeah. years old when that game oh, was played. Let's say you and know. Wasn't, <laughs> so yeah, I, not the yeah. I do know the play. I do know the game, but it wasn't that I didn't. Out of all of the Bengals heartbreak games that I've experienced in my life, the O five game against Pittsburgh is not one of them. Yeah. Well, and then I mean, and then and then you the the fascinating one that that always fucking reminded me and fucking I loved was. They played the the Jets week seventeen and then played the Jets in the wild card. Yeah, right? like, I beat both times. Yeah, I did, beat that, both. that one did bother yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that 05 team with Palmer, I think, was going to the AFC Championship game until that he was, that was a good team, mate. Yeah. yeah, until he hurt, you know, basically broke his leg on the, the yeah. first drive of the the game, and then that was that was it. So, um, enough about the Jets, though. Let's get to. Real quick, let's go over to Panthers 34, Falcons 37. What a crazy game this was. Back and forth, nonstop. Deonta Foreman, 26 for 118 and three TDs. How about DJ Moore, six for 152 and a touchdown on that amazing play. Panero then misses the extra point, which we'll talk about the penalty flag. (laughs) And then he then missed also a 33-yard field goal in overtime. Um. The, first off, Rook, what, was that a penalty for excessive cel- whatever it was, excessive celebration or taking off the helmet? I don't know because if you go look at what the fucking commanders did, it wasn't. So I don't know what Terry McLaurin did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I think that they just were like, uh, you know what? You know what? Spin zone. The ref had money on the game. Wow. Tim, Tim Donahue was there. Okay. Funny. Do you think it's a like DJ Moore should just know better and have kept his helmet? Well, on? yeah, he should. He should know better. I mean, it happens all the time. Granted, this wasn't the end of the game, but he has you to. Know, he has to know that that touchdown by itself doesn't win it. Like what? Like what does he think the Falcons are going to? Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll let you kick the go ahead fit. We'll let you kick the go ahead extra point, but we'll in but we'll end but we'll influx the penalty on the ensuing kickoff. Like he he has to just have like just better on field awareness than that, and he just it's like like and I said it on my show yesterday. I said if it was like a situation like Stephon Diggs with the Minneapolis miracle, where like there's no time left on the clock. And the touchdown itself yeah. wins the game, and it was a playoff game. Was a honking like if it's like that scenario, 
and yes, you can take off your helmet, you can throw it up into the upper deck until your heart's content. That's fine. You know, where the t- again, with a touchdown in and of itself, you know, you're down, let's say, for same conversation, 2024, 20, the touchdown puts you out in front and where the extra point doesn't matter and there's like less than five seconds left. That's fine. That's one thing. But he has – it was just, just a lack of common sense. And like I said with, uh, with the Franklin Myers uh, – with, with Franklin Myers in the, in the rough and the passion county, just the lack of football IQ and just the lack of just on-field awareness is that we, we, it's just really what bothers you. Yeah. And, you, and you can't put – and unlike with Franklin Myers, you can't yep. uh, pin this one on the head coach because of the fact that uh, that Steve Wilkes is, is an interim. Is what it, so when you're going through this at, during training camp, you know, with, okay, these are what you can and cannot do in late-game situations, that, that Steve Wilkes is not there to give that speech in July and August. That was, uh, that was Matt Rule's responsibility. Steve Wilkes yeah. is the – and the thing that also makes it worse is that if he doesn't do that, the Panthers, and let's say Pinheiro makes the uh, makes the uh, the standard distance extra point. The Panthers not only are in first place, hold the tiebreaker over the heads of the Buccaneers, and Steve Wilkes, who got a raw deal with the Arizona Cardinals, maybe he's he's fortunate enough to possibly you know keep his job if if what happened on Sunday doesn't spiral out of control down the stretch for the Panthers, which yeah. I don't think that it will. And I would imagine that the Panthers probably steal this upcoming game against the Bengals, who stink. But it's just, <laughs> just bad football, just stupid football. Yeah, I just, I mean, I can understand. <laughs> Moore was excited because, like you said, they they're going to be in first place in the division if that Panero makes the field the extra point. Um, they also, I think, didn't they later come out the NFL and say he technically was not in the field of play, so oh, it shouldn't it. shouldn't have been a penalty. <laughs> so, and the other thing is. And then Panero still blew it anyway. So I, I can't blame DJ Moore all the way because then in the overtime, they had a chance to win and Panero missed a 33-yard gimme field goal. Yeah, that's unacceptable. So, that's unacceptable. Yeah. But he should have um, been in that situation to begin with. Yes, and I'm sure Dirty's excited that his Falcons are 4-4 four and four in first place in the dreadful NFC South. That is unbelievable. The, Falcons the NFC South this year is what the NFC yeah. East was two years ago. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to get real quick your favorite team, Ruick. The Miami Dolphins, 31, Lions, 27, Tua, 29 of 36 for 382 and three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill has been absolutely phenomenal for them. He went 12 for 188. He almost has 1,000 yards receiving on the season already. How many touchdowns does he have? Because it feels like all of them. Yeah, all of them go to like Jalen Waddle or fucking. They go to Waddle. A lot go to Waddle. Fucking. That Sharif or whatever the fuck yeah. the guy's name is. Uh, Waddle eight for one hundred six and two touchdowns. Um, did Tua show you something this weekend, Ruick? No. <laughs> no. 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 He didn't all, show it. No, he didn't all show me anything. His performance literally showed showed you Sarge over the weekend is that the Miami Dolphins are and they play and they play and they play. They're more inspired when Tua is on the field instead of. You know, instead of being on the sideline dealing with concu- dealing with you know concussions, <laughs> I gotta like say, that, though, that's, that's, I saw that, one of the. Go ahead, Ruick. Go ahead, Jack. I saw one of the best Halloween costumes. It was somebody on the subway in a Tua jersey, and it, he had a hat with like Tweety Birds going around it. I it was, <laughs> I fucking was dying laughing. That's good. That is good. <laughs> but go ahead. That's what, <laughs> no, but that's all it should. That that 
the Sonics performance literally because the because the the, the Detroit Lions defense is is offensive. So mm-hmm. the, uh, literally all it showed you is that when two was on the field, the Miami Dolphins offense, you know, it is it, a it's a different cohesive productive football team or productive unit, I should say. That's the you like you didn't like does the Miami Dolphins? No, it literally just shows you when two is on the field, the Miami Dolphins are a better football team. That's literally – you literally cannot read into that. You can't read into it too much because, because again, yeah, the, the Lions' line defense yeah. stinks. But they but it shows that when Tua is on the field, their offense is better. When Teddy Bridgewater is on the field, not so much. That's literally all you learn from their win on Sunday. Well, but wait a second. Before we continue yeah, – go ahead, Crapper. I was going to say, but, let's bring on Crapper. Go ahead. Yeah, but wait. You mean the great warrior boss who said – Acknowledge him, the tribal <laughs> chief Tua isn't great. Where is he? He was in here and then he disappeared. Go ahead, Trapper. What? Give me a. You're, you guys are so right. And I mean, enough. He beat the Lions. All right. <laughs> the fa- here's a fact. All right. Other teams have put up 35, 40 on the Lions. They only put up 31. It's not like he put up like this record number against the terrible Lions <laughs> defense. He had four touchdowns, big whoop-de-doo, all right? My mother could throw for three touchdowns against the fucking Lions defense, <laughs> all right? Enough with this shit. Let's talk about what he did the week before against that halfway decent defense that was the Steelers. But then we're going to get Warrior that comes back. Oh, well, Tua's got a 69, 69% completion rating over 20% this, over, sorry, over 20 yards this year. Who gives a shit? Well, how many times is, how many times has Tyreek Hill fucking bailed him out with underthrows <laughs> or overthrows? <laughs> Let's think about the games that had teams against good defense as he played against what he did. He really didn't do much against the Bills defense. He did nothing against the Steelers defense. Who do you, who do you score big against? The Ravens? The, the Ravens Ra- have choked to the fucking Giants. All right? Enough. Yep. Enough. All right. Tua More. needs to do something against a good defense. More Tua haters. All right. He's had one wow. Game. Remember the wow game that we've always talked about? And it was against the Ravens. That was it. All right. It's still in the NFL. Has not had that wow okay. And Dirty just said Geno Smith has good sets. We think he's any good. I, I'll say this Geno's done it enough weeks in a row now that I think he is a more than serviceable quarterback in the Seattle Seahawks, the way that they are using him right now. And I don't think you can say any different. You, I don't think you could say Geno Smith sucks because nope. he's playing very good football right now. Geno Geno Smith right. at this You're rate could win the Seahawks a playoff game. Yes, he could. Yeah. Um, he keeps him in games. That's the yes. thing. He keeps him in games, and he doesn't he doesn't do the dumb shit that he normally would do years ago. He's managing Geno Smith. Perfect example of somebody that manages the game. Jesus, Jai, can you put it on mute while you suck <laughs> down your suck down your drink there, please? By, by, sorry. by the way, Sarge and Rick, before I go, um, I have to apologize profusely. I, I came on and I scared UConn Alloway, so I apologize for scaring away. No, that's <laughs> okay. Maybe he'll come back. Yeah, guys, good show. Have, enjoy the rest. Appreciate it, Crapper. And make sure you tune in to Sunday Night Crapper right here on Spotify Live, 820 this weekend as... I think we get the Titans and the Chiefs, so we should get a good game, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick, fellas. But while we do that, your Eagles, Ruick. Yeah, Steelers Ruick. 13, oh, yeah. Eagles 35. Hurts went 19-28 for 285, four touchdowns. A.J. Brown with 
a dominant performance. Six for 156, three touchdowns, the three TDs looked that, like the same play three times in a row. Um, are you finally happy with the Eagles' performance? And oh do you still gosh. think? Get the oh, fuck stop! Out of here. Now, come on, Roy. <laughs> you, do you still believe that the that the that the Bengals have a better chance of making the Super Bowl than the Eagles, which you told us last week? Yeah. Oh, you're oh, high. Yeah. You, oh, you yeah. need oh, to yeah. be drug tested. If you honestly, I was actually with, surprisingly today. If you still, if you think with a straight face, if you honestly saying up sitting up here with a straight face, saying that the that that the pathetic, lethargic, anemic, offensive. Bad, horrendous, disgusting, embarrassing. Cincinnati Bengals have a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 7-0, first place in the NFC East, that are a shoo-in to get the number one seed, home field advantage in the NFC. You need to be drug-tested again immediately. I think that they're going to lose it to the Giants, honestly. I think that they're going to lose the division oh, to the Giants. It's on, just going to be... Stop. <laughs> AJ listen, Brown caught listen. three touchdown passes in the first half. Yeah, so could my handicapped cousin. I mean, the Steelers' defense is fucking horrible without T.J. Watt. Absolutely horrible. Steelers' defense in which the Bengals turned over the football left and right week one, but you may continue. Yeah, T.J. Watt was there. I, I don't know. Listen, what it, listen. What it, I'm going to be what completely. Will it take for you to, to to believe the fact that your football team is good. I would kill for the if Bengals we play, to be seven zero right now, and you're sitting up here splitting hairs because okay, they all they, they have to do off the pants in the second half. Who cares? AJ Brown caught three <laughs> touchdown passes. They're good. Well, they, Admit it. They, they're they good. could. They could be seven and zero. They just had to play in the NFC this year. Oh my god. Let's listen. The the Eagles are they're fine. They're a fine football team. But my point is, and what I said, listen. This is this is what I'm I've been saying. The Eagles haven't proven to me that they're going to that they're going to be dominant in in the playoffs because they're going to run into a team like the San Francisco 49ers, like the Bucks if they make it, like a team like like the Seahawks if they make it. That that can and will punch them in the mouth. We're beating up on teams that are that are hurt. We're playing the fucking Texans on Thursday night. The That's potential on trap Thursday game, night. by the way. It is potential trap game, but everybody said that about this game, too. The point is, is that we haven't had that statement win. The record does not reflect what is on the field, to me, because the, if these the teams... The Cowboy if, win isn't enough? I we beat Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. I get it. The Bengals can't beat Cooper Rush. <laughs> Listen, the, the point is, is that our defense is keeping us in games. Bradbury and, and the two tra- the two acquisitions that the Eagles made in the offseason was C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Bradbury, and those two have been lights out. C.J. Gar- Gardner-Johnson is going on three weeks with, a, with an interception. Bradbury has only let up three catches all season. Their defense is lights out. This is exactly what they needed to do. This is reminiscent of the 2000s Eagles with with fucking Sheldon Brown and and fucking Brian Dawkins and all those Jeremiah Trotter, all those fucking guys that were just absolute bullies on defense. This it's the offense that pisses me off because he Jalen Hurts still does make bonehead plays. 
the, don't get me wrong. The three passes that he made to fucking AJ Brown were beautiful, absolutely beautiful, but with no pressure in his face. AJ Brown was doubled, but this is the point that we got. We got these guys to make sure that he can go up and get those balls because that's what they need. They needed a big body receiver like an Alshon Jeffrey that we had when, when Carson went to Nick Foles, because you know what? You threw that ball up. Alshon was coming down with the ball. You throw that ball up. AJ Brown's coming down with the ball. It's just, it just is what it is. Let's call a spade a spade here. I said that on my show yesterday. I said there's a lot of similar. I don't know if you agree with this or not, but there's a lot of similarities I see with from the 17 Eagles team and you know prior to Wentz's injury and this year's Eagles team. Jeffrey oh, yeah. and AJ Brown, uh, Carson Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts are like they're playing out of their minds right now. Uh, I said on my show that yep. if there was uh, that if it existed in football the way it does in baseball, where the MVPs are split between between both leagues between both conferences, I'd say if there was such thing as an NFC MVP, Jalen Hurts would be the leader in the clubhouse right now for it. Um, One thousand percent. But I, I mean, I I think I I think the thing that Ruick I think what you haven't said but I'll say it for you I think what you are asking for and what you low key subconsciously want is for them to lose a game for you know just to for them to check their ego before it gets too big I think that I you want you want them to 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 lose well, a game too. get punched in the mouth and then come back and then get serious and then go on a run I think that's what you want. I don't even want them to lose the game. You know what I want? I want them to be down in the fourth quarter where they have to come back and climb and fight. Stop with this stupid bullshit. You know, everybody's celebrating. Don't get me wrong. I love Jason Kelsey. I love Jason Kelsey. But fat man walking off the fucking field on, on Sunday is not what exactly with, ideal with, right with now. With the Batman mask. <laughs> yeah, with the Batman mask. I mean, we sent, we, we sent our starters for the final 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. I mean, they're, 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 that's not competition. They, well, they, but that's what I'm saying. That's that's it's not competition. We went into this season with the second easiest schedule, and it shows. It shows. The Bengals. This had, is I my mean, point. The, the Bengals had an easy schedule last year, and they went and they kicked ass. They take you can only. It ain't the Eagles' fault that they have an easy schedule. All right. It's just. It's just. It, it, it factors in the division right. that they play in, how the season goes. You know, th- you know, throughout. You know, throughout. You, at the, throughout the weeks, the twists and turns, anything else, and then also varies on you know the teams that may be good. You know, look like for instance, like the um, uh, like uh, the Denver Broncos, for instance, right? The Denver Broncos are not were not the uh, are not the worst team. You know, they were they finished in last place last year. This year they're not going to finish in last place because the Raiders are the worst team in that division. But the Ravens, but the Ravens have to play them this year. Yeah, and the Ravens finish in last place, and they aren't a last place team per se. Like that, I meant the other way around. The Ravens who finished in last place last season are not a last place football team. They're a harder team. You know, they finish in last place. They and the Detroit Lions, who both finished in last place last year, they are on the same level. 
So you you cannot you can't help who you play and what team you come across on your schedule. You just gotta go out there and you just gotta just beat the teams, beat the teams that are put in front of you. And you look at the Eagles' schedule. And don't get me wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I don't get me wrong. This is this is what everybody's saying. You can only play. I understand that aspect, but my my thing going into it is at the end of the season where they're all cocky and everything, and they get punched in the mouth of the playoffs. How is this team going to respond? You got punched in the mouth by Brady and the fucking Bucks last year, and you folded like fucking children. Yeah, but everybody saw that that last year's Eagles team basically made the playoffs by default. Like if if it was two thousand and twenty or nineteen or any of the other years where where it's the six teams instead of the seven that make it, everybody knows that it, it, five years ago that Eagles team last year wasn't going to you know isn't going to make the playoffs. They they got the seven seed because they were because they were I think either ten and seven and nine and eight and they and they basically made the playoffs by default. Because the rest yeah. of the NFC was just so was because the rest of the NFC was just so bad. The Saints weren't the Saints weren't good. The the you know the Bears the Saints weren't good. The Bears stunk. The Falcons collapsed like they always do. Outside of the outside of the Cowboys and the Eagles, the NFC East was up to no good. You know, it's so it's like they make the playoffs by default. The the, the Vikings choked at every single turn. They made the playoffs by default last year, so it's a little different. Than you know, than this Eagles team that's already seven and zero. That all they have to do is win two more games, and they guarantee a, a winning season this year. Two more, two more wins, and we're not even at Thanksgiving yet, and they're already guaranteed a a, a winning record for the year. Yeah, that's that's true. But like I said, they played nobodies, nobodies, and that's what scares me. If they beat the piss out of the Packers, does that still count as a nobody? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, the, Jets they, even beat, the Jets and the Giants beat the Packers. Come on. Yeah, but I'm saying like absolutely four quarter. Get them over a barrel and stick your dick in them, and just fucking say you take it and you fucking like it. That's what the game that I want. I get, but, but I, I haven't fucking had it yet. But the That's Eagles dominate the first two quarters and then they put it in cruise control. And they, that's true. That's, and they're able, that's what scares me. And they're able to stay. the The lead is never in question. I think if a team was going score for score with them, that they would keep the pe- pedal to the metal, and you would see a, a insane performance from them. But they, I mean, why? You know, what are we the the two thousand and eight New England Patriots, where we're going to go eighteen and zero, stick it to everybody, and then seven lose in the Super Patriots, Bowl, two thousand seven. Like, you know, let's you know save it a little bit, and I think that's what but the Eagles are doing. Is, is it, you know, this is my, but this is my problem. Like everybody keeps missing this aspect of it. In the playoffs, it's a completely different animal. People play up to competition, and they th- at this point in the season where it's like week week eight, week nine, teams that get down are just gonna be like, ah, fuck it, we got another week. No playoffs, there is no other week. That's what scares me. Look at what happened with the Packers and the fucking Seahawks. Packers were up fucking dancing, celebrating, and what happened? Seahawks came right back. Oh, the, the 14 championship game. I remember. Yeah. What, was what, a game, what a game that was. Oh, my yes. goodness gracious. And what a game oh, Monday was. Bengals oh 13, God. Browns 32, Jacoby Brissett <laughs> looking like an all-pro going 17-22 for 278 and a touchdown. Nick oh, Chubb looking Lord. like the best running back in the league. 
23 for 101 and two scores. Richie, you almost fucked me out of a, a win in fucking fantasy. I needed him not to put up 30. Not actually, 28 points. He put up 25. Nice. And then Amari Cooper, 5 for 131 and a touchdown. Um, Jai, yeah. I, I was busy. I did not watch this Bengals game. God bless so, you. Go, go ahead. And, that you didn't watch the, such trash. Yes, the floor is yours, Jai. This Cincinnati Bengals team, ladies and gentlemen, is trash. They are trash. They are embarrassing. They are disgusting. They are anemic. They're frustrating as hell. And when they aren't on their game, they will. They can bore you to literal tears. Let me get this straight, okay? We lost the Super Bowl because Joe Burrow got put on his ass seven times. He was he. I believe he broke the record for the most sacked quarterback in a playoff run in the history of the National Football League. Okay. And we and I still guys, do you know that every single time I sit down and watch a Sunday night football game, I am reminded of the Super Bowl. Everything it can be the furthest thing from my mind. But when I turn on my local NBC station and I hear the and NBC showing the montage. You know what's one of the pictures that I see when it goes NBC Sports welcomes you to the following presentation of the National Football League. You know what I see? I see Malcolm Butler's interception, and right next to it, I see Aaron Donald pointing at his ring finger when he threw Joe Burrow to the ground like a sack of potatoes. And yet, for somehow, some way, we we don't learn from that. We don't learn from week Watt, week one when T.J. Watt teed off on us. We don't learn from Michael Parsons. You you name the exterior pass rusher. Why is it that we literally? Spent millions trying to revamp the offensive line in, in the offseason, and yet the single component that was probably the main reason why Aaron Donald beat the living crap out of us in Super Bowl, Jonah Williams, who's a human turnstile, somehow he's still employed. And Michael Scarrett tees <laughs> off on Joe Burrow time after time after time after time, and it's just pounding his high parts into the first energy stadium grass. Can somebody explain to me why we as a team, not one player, we as a team ran the football 10 times for 36 yards. I mean, Zach Taylor, where is his head? Where Where is his head? Because what I saw was 2020 Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. I saw, let's have Joe Burrow drop back the pass 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 times a game, not run the football. Joe Mixon and Samaji Piran can't, they, so let me get this straight. They can't pass protect and they can't run the football. They can't avoid tackles. It's like they the first time they, they get the football, they get hit. I mean, it's like, it's straight pass after straight pass after straight pass. It's like, my goodness, crazy. I mean, can somebody <laughs> please explain to me what is going on with this football team? How many times this season have I seen this team, whether it's on television or in person, the offense comes out flat, deadheaded, uninspired, lethargic, unenthused, and lacking any, any championship fire that I expected when my stupid behind picked them to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's like, I do not get it with this team. And I am so sick 
of of Taylor, uh, and even Bro to a certain degree, sitting up at the press conferences, they've been talking about, don't panic, we're gonna be fine, I got faith, this, that, and the other. Faith without works is dead. You gotta put some work in, and the work that I'm seeing right now from this team is work of a eight and nine, nine and eight at best average football team that whose hot bus is going to be on the couch come the second weekend of January. Not a team that's looking like to defend their AFC championship, hell, AFC North championship title that's trying to get back to and win a Super Bowl. Zach Taylor's out the lunch, doesn't know which way is up. Completely one-dimensional, predictable offense. We call nothing but screen passes. It took us forever to get Hayden Hurst involved in a football game. I got to see 30 and 40 and 50 yards of separation between Amari Cooper and our secondary. And it's enough of this defense. Okay, it's enough of the of the of this Bengals defense being the second coming at 85 Bears. I could care less that they broke that they broke some 80-year-old record that they're the first team since the 34 Detroit Lions, 1930. For that is the hold opponents out of the end zone in the second half for the first seven games of the season. This defense is overrated and, and they're, they're terrible. Nick Chubb ran out of the building on Monday night, ran him out of the building. Major Koiber set out to be Otto Graham and Kevin Stefanski, who Browns fans wanted to wow. hang an effigy after the Raven game the week before. He has him out to be Paul Brown, that is Zach Taylor, because every single time we match up against Stefanski and the Browns, Stefanski coaches circles around Zach Taylor and 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 and, and, and make and makes Stefanski out to be Paul Brown. Coaches circles around them and, and and they look like a little league team out there against them. Coaches circles around every single time. And I'm tired of getting beat by the Cleveland Browns. I'm tired of losing the inferior backup quarterbacks the likes of Cooper Rush. Mitch Trubisky and Jacoby Brissett. It's just I'm tired of it. I'm tired of watching this team come out flat, deadheaded, uninspired, not knowing which way is up, and lacking any fire or any just internal motivation to just to just play well and win football games. The only time I've seen it from this team this season, from the old, from the from the jump at the start of the game, was against the Atlanta Falcons. And lastly, Zach Taylor's going to sit up there. And have the temerity, the audacity, and the chutzpah, the unmitigated gall after the Falcon win the week before to talk about, well, I told you guys to stay patient. I told you, where were you guys when I said be patient that, that, we're, on, that we're on the verge of, of, of breaking through, breaking out of the slump, and setting the league on fire? And then six days later, subject your fan base in America to that garbage I set up there and watch for two and a half, three hours on Monday night? Child, please. Get Zach Taylor out of my damn face. This team is a joke. And we're 0-3 with the division. I got a question. 0-3. Jai, I got a question for you. I want to know, did you either A, study Roger's thesaurus, or did you watch like Jackie Childs on Seinfeld on rerun? <laughs> Neither. Neither. What? Neither. All the damn words and adjectives back to back to back. He's, he's just got Listen, it, man. He's natural. You, got, you, you, you need to go. You have to go on Seinfeld and go watch episodes that have Jackie Childs in it. It's supposed to be like a, a mock version of Johnny Cochran. And it's literally all those words back to back to back. He's just he's naturally good. gifted, Crapper. That's all. He's good. Well, he is gifted, unlike me. You know. <laughs> there you go. So, Jai. That does. So, Jai, you're high on the Bengals. Is that what you're telling me? 
I, I am so, I am so down on this football team, Rook. I swear, it is like Zach Taylor just sucks at his job. I'm sorry, and somehow me pounding my head uh, convinced my AirPod to start playing Beyonce's "Irresistible." But that's besides <laughs> the point. Zach Taylor is just horrendous at his job. Like you, you like. What are we doing? It's like you know that your offensive line is suspect against top-tier exterior pass rushers, and your game plan is to drop back Joe Burrow for 35 times, allowing him to get killed. How about running the ball? You know, yeah. the do you it's, think that as soon as you run the football, Joe Mix is going to take it and then just burst into a 35-yard game? No. What did, what did Cleveland do? The run didn't work for them eventually, but they figured as long as we keep the Bengals' offense out of the end zone, we are going to have an opportunity to wear them down and run the football on them. The same game plan that the Atlanta Falcons had, the problem was is that the Atlanta Falcons' defense, every single time the Bengals touched the football, it would be – 75 yards the other way, and, and every single Bengals offensive drive last week ended in a touchdown. The the Browns said as long as we keep the Bengals out of the end zone and either force turnovers or force three and outs, we're going to be able to execute our offensive game plan, and that's running the football, pounding the rock, and grinding the Bengals defense into dust. In between Amari Cooper, you know, wide receiver reverse passes, they were committed to running the football, and they crammed the ball right down the Bengals throats what is like what is that a concept that Zach Taylor thinks of Joe Mixon has had an atrocious year this year where's he been running the foot where's he been this year running the football I mean you can't pass you can't he he can catch the football given that but he can't pass protect and they stink at running the football they stink and I understand what is Jamar Chase the the end all and be all of this offense where's T Higgins where's Tyler Boyd yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was going to say. Why are they not running ball? Do you forget that you have Joe Mixon on the fucking team? Samaji P. Ryan is another fucking secondary back that's serviceable. I mean, Tyler Boyd and fucking T. Hayden, they were feasting. You, you, you started those two in fantasy, and any given week, even when Jamar Chase was, was limping down the field, they were putting up points. Now all of a sudden they're there, neither one of them can, can be a number one. Give me a break. I mean, four, four, four of ten on four of ten on third downs, two hundred and twenty-nine total yards of offense. I mean, let me just go through these offensive drives real quick. Their first offensive drive, their second offensive drive in the game, excluding the first one, which ended in a fluky interception. All right, it happens. But as soon as you get the break of all time with B.J. Hill blocking a field goal, what happens? You get the ball right back. You get the ball at your own 43-yard line. This is ideal field position, and all you can give me is six plays and three yards. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. That's insulting to a football fan watching that crap. Yeah. Another drive, three after after the uh, after an interception. Defense does your job again, bails you out again. They get you the football at your own forty-eight. So it, it so they, it's improved field position by five yards. What do they give us in return? Three plays, six yards, and they punt. I and, and, and a crappy crappy punt from Kevin Huber who has to go. It's disgusting. 
And if you yeah. think this team has a chance to win a division or going to the playoffs, let alone going back to the AFC Championship game, you are <laughs> sadly mistaken. Look at his team schedule. They got to play. Can- Do you see how many Derrick Henry is still running? He ran for so many yards against the Houston Texans. They got to play him. They got to play Buffalo, and they got to play Kansas City. At this rate, the Week 18 game against the Ravens might not even mean anything. Wow, Jai is upset. Um, last last question for you, Jai is I know you want Zach Taylor gone. Will the will the organization though get rid of him because no your your not anytime not anytime yeah. soon because okay. they gave him a contract extension okay. after this year. After I was last say, season. Your organization has been known to like they let Marvin Lewis just go and go and go. They they're known to hold on to the head coach. So you think even if you miss the playoffs, Zach Taylor is back next year. Yeah, but I tell you, it, 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 the fans will at least the at least the, the the Cincinnati Bengals fans and there's a lot of good ones out. They it won't they won't they'll let them know about it. I tell you that, okay. and I'm so sick and tired of the notion. And I've heard a lot of people tell me this on Twitter. Well, give him a and even Doggy, the Hall of Famer Doggy, who I love, says oh, I'm rough on him. Give him a break. Got you well last year. I don't give a shit at this point. Okay, the Super Bowl <laughs> was last year's news. Sports is in pro sports, especially. It's a what have you done for me lately business. I could care less about him taking his team to Super Bowl last season. I don't. Okay, the bottom line is if you're the Rams and Sean McVay and you want it, it's a little bit different because you won it and you and he got you a championship. It's a it's a, it's a it's a little different, a little different sets of circumstances. Bottom line is they lost and Zach Taylor with his awful play calling during our final offensive drive, the piss poor offensive line and the defense choking down the stretch in the fourth quarter, allowing Cooper Cup to run all over the place and Matthew Stafford like the second coming of uh, of 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 Kurt Warner. We didn't win the Super Bowl. Period. <laughs> we didn't win it. So don't sit up here and tell me, well, you made it to Super Bowl last year. Who cares? It's a new season. That's last season's news. How about I'm more concerned about what you're going to do to get me back there, not the fact that you got me there. What are you going to do to make sure I get back there and that I win it this time? There you go. Um, awesome. Awesome stuff, Jai. Don't want Chidobe who's out for the season with a torn ACL. I mean, um, we, 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 we are – our season is hanging by a thread. Our season is on, like, literal life support. Literally, life support. If you, win, if you win one of those games in the next three weeks, you're still, you're still heading in the right direction. And my Really, do you trust this team? Let's say for the sake of conversation to no, make the saying. playoffs as a – let's say – do you think that this team – let's say we give the Ravens a division. Cupcake schedule, they got a perfect record within a division. Do, do, you, do you think in the best record and the best record-wise Bengals to go within the division is three and three? But do you honestly trust this team at a ten and seven, nine and eight record at best at this point? Do you trust them to win three consecutive road playoff games just to get back to the Super Bowl? As a walker, no. do you try? No, not a chance, yeah. not a chance in hell. And I'm not saying that it's all it's over, all hope is lost. You know, like you know, this is like this was like the last year of Super Bowl contending. Well, I'm not saying that. 2024, you know, there or excuse me, 2023 Super Bowl contender without question. But as far as this year, 2022, I, I'm I'm almost almost but it, it was certain to say that this season's a wash. And see in 2023. 
because they, the way that they've come out of the gate in the first eight weeks of the season has been pathetic. And I understand that NFL players, they try not to pay attention to the noise too much and try not to, you know, let that affect their mood and affect their play. But uh, quite a few of them need to, like, wake up and actually read and listen to what's being said and what's being uh, written about them. Because there's a lot of truth to it. If they were to bother to read a couple uh, news clips, or listen to me screaming on my dopey podcast that five people listen to, they it actually be a culture <laughs> shock to them to say, Oh damn, actually we aren't playing as bad. We are playing as bad as 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 we think we are. Because they have because they haven't been that good. Their body of work is beating up a Joe Flacco led Jets team, uh uh Teddy Bridgewater led Miami Dolphins team, the Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. That's not an impressive resume for a team that came within uh, that came within one drive, one play of winning the Super Bowl last year. That's not good enough. Last year's team, that's a different story. This year, that's not good enough. Yep. That's not good enough. 100%. So let's get on to next week's, Jai. And luckily for you, the Bengals are on a bye. So <laughs> they're, on a bu- they're on a bye after this week. They got a okay. game against Carolina, and then well, they looked, got a bye. Okay. Go. Well, I looked. I didn't see them on the list. But I, maybe I, may, I might have overlooked. But we'll go Ruix first because he got a Thursday night special, Eagles and the Texans. Um, Ruick, I mean, th- this should be layup city, right? Ruick, I can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Yes. There you go. This is going to be the, the Davis Mills fucking – Brandon Cooks game. Brandon Cooks, you know, he didn't oh get, he didn't get caught. He didn't get, he didn't get traded. He's going to come out firing. This is a trap game. This is where they lose. You know what this is, Jai? We're going to deal with this all season. This is the the Eagles. Woe is me. We're, we're not that good all season, you know, and then he'll turn it on in the playoffs that we're that they're the best. You know, that no, he's gonna, just trying to lull us to sleep. They're going to lose in the playoffs. Please. He doesn't, the, the he doesn't Eagles, believe that. This game will be over by the end of the first quarter. Yes. And, 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 and nobody in Philadelphia they... will watch it because they because <laughs> the uh, because Phillies. the World Series will be yes. going on at the same time. Hey, hey, listen. How many people in Philadelphia have two TVs set up? Probably I'm not sure many they do. They're not, my, na- they're not a very... my neighbor said he's setting up two TVs. So yeah, you have to. You to watch have both to. games. As a sports fan, as a sports fan, just in general, <laughs> if you give a shit about, about baseball or football, you're setting up two TVs. Yeah. But should be lay, lay up, right, Jai? I mean, this should, like you said, over yeah. in the first quarter. I mean, this game should not be in doubt at all. The Texans are terrible. The Eagles are by far the favorites in the NFC. And, in, you know, the 49ers are, to me, second. So, but we'll see. Yep. Um, next up. Uh, the Jets host the Bills. I might be potentially going to the game, so Why? that should be fun. Um, Why would you do that to yourself? Well, I almost went to the game this past week, but we couldn't get tickets, so um, I well, might. Why be would going. you subject yourself to that? Because this you is a better Jets team. Are they going to win? No. Are they going to oh, get blown out? On. More than likely, but I'm going to support them because this is a oh, Salah is got this team in the right direction, and. You know what? It might be closer than you think, Roy. All right? Maybe we only lose by 10 points and they, they you know, pull away in the, at the end, like in the second half. Maybe sure. we keep it close. The defense is good. So sure. The Bills will win, though, unfortunately. So we don't need to spend much more time than that on that game. Um, 
real quick, this this I'm sure this game was thought of to be a shoe in for game of the week when they released the schedule. Um, Rams and the Bucks, but now this is two teams both headed in the wrong direction. Um, Jai, yeah, which, which team gets a win and gets back on track? Uh, the, <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably win on Sunday. Win, you know, no, the Rams and the Bucks. Thirty. Oh well, sorry, I'm still in uh, Bengals rant mode. Yes, I'll tell I, you, I, I want. I want him out and want Sean Payton coaching my team so fast. I, I, boy, am I so sick and tired of him with that stupid look <laughs> on his face on the sideline. I mean, the, the sight of him on the sidelines is getting to a point where it's starting to annoy me. It, it, he, he is just so just freaking incompetent. It is hard to believe. But the Bucks, getting to the Bucks and the Rams, uh, Diet McVeigh is what I'm calling Zach Taylor now, and because wow. that's what he is. He's Sean. He's he, he's Sean McVay of Sean McVay. Then jealous hair had a different hairstyle and shopped at Coles. I mean, literally, wow. it's, it's just it's, <laughs> it's just pathetic. But as far as the Rams and the Buccaneers are concerned, I think the and no Shaq Barrett for the rest of the season for the Bucks. The Bucks are literally like on on their way to have like a disastrous season. The Rams gotta get gotta win a game against a decent team at some point. So I think that they get back on track and it'll basically be a carbon copy of the playoff game and it'll just be the Cooper uh Cup show minus the uh, Cam Akers uh fumbles and the Brady comeback. <laughs> I, I think I think the Rams win find a way to win big in this game. I really do. What do you think, Roick? Uh yeah. The the Rams are just Absolutely in line to win this game. I don't even think that Brady at this point finishes the fucking season. Wow. Like, I think that he's just so far done. I know that the divorce is fucking finalized, but, like, this is going to be your legacy going out. This is going to be you're, – you're going to emulate Tiger Woods limping to the 18 fucking – it's just—it's not—it's not sad. It's just like, oh, what? Why? I don't know. I, I look what, at this what, what last season. You... I look—I look at this last season more as Jordan with the Wizards. Like no one will remember it in in, the, in like ten years. No one will remember Brady had this shit season. They'll remember. Wait a second. Wait a second. No, people will remember because he won. Exactly. He won. People will remember. They'll remember that. I don't think they'll remember this shit. shit The Brady haters will remember this forever. They will never let him live this down. I'll never let him live it down. People will never let them live this down because it's like it's like yeah, you got you you're the you're the top dog forever, and you're trying to go out with that fighting spirit, but. You just don't fucking have it anymore. And everybody can make the excuses. Their offensive line isn't there. Their wide receivers are fucking injured every other week. Give me a break. Brady's done it with superstars and without superstars, and he doesn't have it anymore. Hmm. Here's what I'll say. This this is going to be probably the worst game of the weekend. Like, I the, both teams are so bad right now, and I think it's like a 10-7 football game and just ter- terrible offense and both teams look so disinterested in playing football and it's it's pretty crazy um i've also had enough of sean mcveigh with the retirement talk 
Like, what are you? What are you? Like, Bill Belichick is in his seventies. He's got six championships. Tell about what left do you have more to prove? What's What's McVeigh's excuse for wanting to hurry and retire so fast? I I, I, I like I read that earlier today that as soon as the uh, the, uh, the 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 Rams course says good night, you know McVeigh will go with him. Like, really, Sean? Wow. Why? Because you're afraid to to rebuild a championship team from scratch. Like, what, like you are like what are you like thirty two years of age? Like, just, <laughs> just like I, I don't I, I I don't get it. You live in Southern California. You coach the Rams. It's like what 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 more could be better? Like he is probably, really broadcasting football games really that he has a terrible voice? So it's not like that he's got like oh God, that he's yeah. got you know that he's John Madden gifted with this bomb gifted with this unique bombastic unique voice that he has. He has a terrible voice, sounds like nails up against a chalkboard. So it's like I mean, really, Sean, you're gonna sit up here and 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 and, and, and quit coaching to do what exactly? You know what to do he, what? Yeah. He'll quit. He'll do an analyst gig for like one or two years, Jai. And oh, then, God. And then Not someone, everybody's fit to be I on know, television. But he'll do that. And then one or t- after one or two years, he'll get the itch again. And some team will come back with a great situation for him. And he'll go and coach them. He's Plus, he, sounds his, like, look, he sounds like Scott Farrell sometimes. Like he, it, like he, he's in his st- – he does. He's in his <laughs> 30s. He's in his yeah. 30s. Belichick is coaching, won six championships, has gotten his team to play in uh, nine Super Bowls. He's won two as an assistant with the won two as an assistant with the Giants. He's yeah. actually coached in 11, if you include the one he was an assistant under Parcells with the Patriots back in 96. He's coached in 11 Super Bowls. He's won six as a head coach, two as an assistant with the Giants, and his 70s second all-time winningest coach in the history of the National Football League. He's still coaching. And what does Belichick have left to prove at this point of his not just his career in his in his football life. He's been in the NFL for about fifty years. What does he have left to accomplish? Sean McVay's been here a minute, won one championship against one of his uh, against one of his buddies, thanks to his high end talent. When he wasn't exactly <laughs> Vince Lombardi in the game either, abandoning the you know being so hell bent on running the football, and all of a sudden, he, all, all of a sudden, he wants to say good night. Give me a break, Sean. Yeah. D- just coach. Yeah, you we'll you live in Los Angeles making a fortune. Coach. Maybe maybe he doesn't no like coaching. Watch you, nobody wants to watch you on television. We don't need a 16th member of the Amazon Prime Thursday night football <laughs> no. coach. Well, we might because it looks like Amazon football is about to take over. Amazon's about to take over the NFL package. But he, maybe he doesn't like coaching in L.A. because the, the stadium is full with the other team's jersey every week. So, oh, my God. Yeah. It's just always something. It's yeah. always just enough. Just coach, um, for God's sakes. Just coach. Let's get to... The Sunday night crapper, Sunday night football game, eight twenty, right here on Spotify Live. Me and the crapper will be on hanging out with you to watch the game and have a good time. Titans and Chiefs. Um, to me, Titans is surprising. Five and two this year, gentlemen. Um, Why is that surprising? I just figured that with losing AJ Brown and other pieces that they didn't replace. And I thought, you know, dumbass me thought Matt Ryan to the Colts would make them better, and obviously it didn't. I thought that the the Titans would regress and be like a 500 football team. And I I also thought, I mean, how much longer can King Henry do it for? And obviously he's proved me wrong. Um, 
So, real can, can Henry lead the Titans to a win against the Chiefs this this Sunday? <laughs> no, no, that defense is way too good. But you know, they do they do let up the big play, but it's still Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball, man. It's uh, this game, honestly. I could talk myself into the Titans winning. I'm not going to, but I could. But it's just it, it's just Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, MVS, fucking Juju Smith Schuster, and all these guys that fucking have this this rebirth over there. They're not doing anything that that they're doing everything that they should have done with Tyreek on that team. Not just chucking it up, getting the ball forward. That's all it is. That's all that it is. Patrick Mahomes has all the talent in the world. All they're doing is making the right read, checking the ball down, putting it exactly where they need to put it, and just winning football games, staying in football games. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't. It also doesn't help that Sky Moore keeps fucking fumbling the ball every time that he tries to return a kick. But, yeah, that does not help. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a little luck here, a little luck there, a little sprinkle here, a little sprinkle there. This is just going to be the Chiefs just doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I'll say this real quick before I let you go, Jai, is um, with the Titans, I mean, if you're running Malik Willis and that high school offense out there, that's not going to cut it against the Chiefs this week. Like No, the, 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 the Titans, unless the Chiefs self-destruct like they did against their loss against the Colts, the Titans don't have a chance in hell. This is a 30, this is a 31 to 10 game snoozer with Chris Collinsworth, you know, foaming at the mouth at every single movement Patrick Mahomes makes by the middle of the second quarter. Now here's a guy, you know, he just loves to play football. Let me tell you, he puts that ball right there and Kelsey's right there. Man, I tell you, it's beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. You forgot the – there is no doubt about it. He says that at, there is at, no the, doubt about at it. the end of every sentence. He just puts that sentence. ball right exactly where it is. There is just no doubt about it. That is a pretty thing right there. <laughs> we got Crapper joined us I have again. such a love-hate relationship with Collinsworth. The best thing about Collinsworth is a Collinsworth slide. Yes, and, and, and seeing his name trend on Twitter every single <laughs> Sunday night. Uh-huh. So, Crapper, you're joining. I just had to ahead. jump in because I'm, I'm disgusted. Speaking of old men who don't shouldn't be on TV anymore, like Collinsworth, um, Jeff Jarrett just showed up in fucking AEW. Oh, uh, awesome. <laughs> oh, the whole crowd still. <laughs> Is that was the chanting, Ring of Honor still, champion? Yeah, the crowd started chanting, you still suck at him. And oh, God. He literally. Does he have a guitar? They, Yep, hit hit Darby with a guitar, and basically now AEW's automatically has the death wish because mm-hmm. any company that hires Chef Jarrett is going to die. So there you go. All right, that's all I had to say. Thank, thank you, Crapper. Thanks for ruining my night, Crapper. Yep, really appreciate it. Oh, so any any final words, gentlemen, before we uh, sign off? Unless the Ravens collapse like they did last year and like they did in 2017, congrats on winning the AFC North. (laughs) The Bengals stink. Zach Taylor is the worst. Uh, Jets don't play stupid football. The Bucket, Todd Bowles is no NFL head coach. 
Aaron Rodgers is no leader. Matt LaFleur is a waste of time as an NFL head coach. And uh, enjoy week nine. Hard to believe week nine of the season. My oh, God. Fly, Where flying by, right, Jay? My goodness gracious me. Yeah. Wasn't it week one yesterday? I feel Dude. like it was preseason yesterday, Jai. So not no, even week August, one. August feels like it was a long time ago. September, not so I feel much. like my daughter was just born yesterday. <laughs> you Being now, serious. Now, so you're, starting old, sound, now, now you're starting to sound like you're my father. Uh, she She's going to be five months on the ninth. Oh, so Awesome. Next, actually, next Wednesday. Nice. Did you? That'll be her five months. Did you? Did you dress her up for Halloween? Yeah, she was a little penguin. Nice. That's cute. Very nice. But she's a little penguin. Did you do anything for Halloween, real quick, Jai? I hate Halloween. I think it's okay. such a stupid. <laughs> I think it's the most stu- next to Valentine's Day is the most infantile, stupid ass holiday that's on the calendar. I cannot stand Halloween. You don't. I you hate. Don't like- I hate. I hate the concept of trick-or-treat. I hate horror movies. I hate the idea of people with chainsaws trying to scare people. I hate the fact that the that the damn Bengals play on Halloween. I, I hate I hate the holiday. I hate everything about it. Next to Valentine's Day, it is the it is the second most stupid waste of my damn time holiday that's on that's on the calendar. I can't stand it. Jai, as a as a young man, you don't appreciate the women dressing very scandalous on Halloween? I mean, it's what to see it on what to, other than to see it on Instagram for five seconds. I mean, come on. Is in case you guys haven't noticed, I understand. You know, my my nice voice may speak otherwise, and the fact that I'm six foot one and I'm tons of fun. I'm lying. I'm six foot two. I only said it just so I could use <laughs> that 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 rhyming line. Yeah. But but there's not a lot, there hasn't throughout my life hasn't been a whole bunch of women you know knocking down my door to get the Jai Shields. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, but it's just the holiday. Literally, it does it does nothing for me. Never has been, never has done anything for me. Never will do anything for me. It's just it's it's a waste of time. B- that, bunch that of a uh, bunch case. of strangers coming up to your house knocking on your door talking about trick or treat. Go to hell, will you please? Halloween is one of the dumbest fucking holidays. Halloween, Halloween I, does. I, I, I spend fucking God knows how much money on candy that is really god awful for a bunch of little pesky nose kids candy. coming to my door going trick or treat, smell my feet. At first, I don't want to smell your feet. Put your fucking feet away. All right, your costumes are dumb, and I'd rather just get cheap candy the day after Halloween instead of overpaying on Halloween. <laughs> exactly. My and wife I, and then the cost. My, my wife literally just told me because I said I still have candy. She said, "Stop eating the candy." Like the like the cop like it's just not. No, not everybody still have co- a bucket full of candy. Like, yeah, not everybody. <laughs> yeah, not everybody's costumes are cute. Not everybody's costumes are nice. I hate the notion of scanning living crap out of people with the with the zombies and the goblins and 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 the witches and everybody I'm dressing up looking like the devil. It's it's just not fun. It's like you don't you don't only thing that's you don't get off you don't get off the school of work for it. It's just a stupid holiday. (laughs) Only thing good about Halloween is that you can go to a haunted house with with a girl with a girl. Oh yes, it is. Because you know why? Because you know a girl, they get all nice and cozy, they get all scared, and you take them home and you you get an over the pants like you know, cock rub or something like that. There you go. 
No, no, but he, Rulik, you say that and then you forget the kicker. What if you go? You I said you say that, but then you forget the kicker. The kicker is that if I go with her and I'm just as scared, scared, scared <laughs> as hell as she is. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. One of my first dates with my wife was we went to a a haunted house with her friends. I took one of my my buddies with us because we always used to do haunted houses, right? So her friends, we went to her friend's house. They were all drinking. We were all drinking, having fun, blah, 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 blah. This kid brought a, a bag of wine, and I don't know why they did it. They brought a bag of wine and kept drinking. So we go through the haunted house. This one lady jumped out. Like My, my now wife was holding, holding onto my arm, scared. We're all ha- laughing, having fun. He decides to, to I think... It was either a punch or an open palm slap. No, he punched. He did punch her. He punched this lady that was an actor there, and we got we all got thrown out. Yep. Right. So and he's and he's outside going, "What do we do? What did I do? What happened?" <laughs> and we're like, "You had it." And his fucking girlfriend at the time was like, "You had to drink a fucking bag of wine with your stupid fucking friends and this and like ruin the whole thing." My wife was so embarrassed. She's like. This normally doesn't happen. These aren't the, the, the type of people that I always hang out with. This is not an accurate representation. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Can we go make out? Yeah, there you go. And Crapper left, but I wanted to throw this. Ah, fuck Crapper. Well, no, I think, Jai, <laughs> you should come on the Sunday Night Crapper show here in the next couple weeks. And we should do a little love line with Jai to, you know, oh. talk about talk about Jai's love life and give maybe give you a little couple pointers, Jai. Not <laughs> not while this. I do not uh, mix business with pleasure for one thing, and we can't, you know, on, on a Sunday night in February in February after Super Bowl, that's one thing. But Sunday night during the football season, I'm locked into the games, and and especially cannot be Sunday night the week of the uh, what day is that? Sunday night, the week of the twentieth, you know, because the Bengals will be on Sunday night, and I'll get to see them get their teeth <laughs> smashed in sideways by the third string Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and have Kenny Pickett out to be the second coming of Terry Bradshaw, yeah. and I'll be busy throwing crap at my television and cussing <laughs> up a storm. So I will pass well, on that invitation. Well, let's him. let's do it on a weekend when the game is not very good, you know, and your Bengals uh, aren't on, and you could come on. And you can hang out with me, Crapper, and whoever else, and we'll do a little love line with Jai. Rook, Rook used to be there, but you know, Rook's, yeah, Rook shows up sometimes too. Well, well, let's let's okay. Well, let's let's look at the let's look at the schedule. See? Let's look at the schedule. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. This week, no, it's too early. But the Packers and the Eagles—that's a game I would want to see. No shit. Colts and the Cowboys. That that's might pretty, be your opportunity. That's pretty shitty. See, we can have you on then. Colts, Colts and the Cowboys might be your might be your, might Chiefs, be your day. Chiefs and Broncos. Let's ride. Broncos country. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I want to see Russell. I want to see Russell Wilson play like crap. It, it, it went. It went from being torture and punishment to a comedy act. I actually want to see. Russell I wouldn't be Wilson surprised if like the crap. Eagles and Giants get flexed into that that game though. It might. It's, very a, it's a possibility, cool. unless the, the Giants continue this little downward spiral. <laughs> we'll see. But look, we'll 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 be in touch, Jai. I think a lo- little love line yeah. with Jai should be would be a good time. 
Yeah. You get since you say you you know you're not it, it, the segment the will be the segment will be about five minutes long, so you won't <laughs> it won't be there for much longer because yours truly's love life is about as my resume is about as long as uh, Zach Taylor's resume prior to him becoming a head coach in the NFL. So well, we'll, 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 we'll maybe we'll give you a couple pointers. All right, so oh boy, yeah. All right, Jai, go ahead, pl- plug your show. Uh, host of the Amatella Katia's podcast and episodes uploaded every single uh, Tuesday and Friday. Yesterday's episode, I spent about a good half hour screaming and yelling about the Bengals, who are offensive and are a waste of time as of right now. Uh, I recapped week eight, Falcons in first place, Eagles the best team in the NFL, CMC show, his debut with the 49ers, Bill Sloppy Monday Night Victory over the Packers. Uh, what else did I talk about? I talked about the Jets and the Patriots, recapped the trade deadline, and got a little bit into the uh, World Series that resumed last night in Philadelphia. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield, the show on Instagram at Amatel underscore podcast, and the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it T I is. Awesome. That, thanks again for joining us, Jai. Love love having you. And um, you know. Every every week from now on, you can be the the third member, and you can have a triple threat for uh, continuing on. I love the show has evolved in so many ways since from when the inception of the show. So, it sure has. Yes, appreciate it, fellas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any last words, Ruick, before we uh, sign off? Yeah. I just want to publicly say. Ruick, what are you uh, in a submarine? If I'm sorry, if Crapper was still here, um, he would probably disagree with me, but the Islanders are so back. They're so back. They beat the Rangers. They beat the Carolina Hurricanes. And then they beat the best team in hockey. Not just barely beat them, convincingly beat them. The Islanders are so back. Let's go. (laughs) Islanders. Well, Let's go Astros because I don't want to deal with these fucking Phillies fans. Oh, yeah, that's too. I hope that by this time next week when we're back, the Astros have won the World Series and I don't have to deal with the Phillies fans. Um, Make sure you check out Friday, our buddy Boston Eric doing that flannel show. Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on WITR Radio. You can check him out on TuneIn Radio for that. Saturday, make sure you check out our buddy JP with the Toilet Bowl Club on the Podbean from 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And then Sunday Night Crapper right here on Spotify Live, 8.20. Me and the Crapper going over to game, Titans and Chiefs and all the NFL action and having a lot of fun. And then we will be back Wednesday right here on Spotify Live, 6.30 Eastern Time for the Wednesday Night Tailgate. We want to thank Jai for joining us again. So for Jai, for Mike fucking Ruick, I'm Drill Sarnzi, and this is the Wednesday Night Tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.